Monday Night Raw on and SmackDown all, all the shows on uh, the West Coast. I guess that what starts at 5 p.m. Yeah, well, the people I feel bad for are like the ones in the UK. The ones pay per views yeah. start at like three in the morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Once that, like, Mike, do you think? If you lived in in Europe, where it would be, yeah, this sometimes 12-hour difference, you know, sometimes. Or, sorry, not 12-hour difference, you know, but that, like, five- or six-hour difference. Would you, uh, would you wait up? I don't know. It really depends on uh, what the rest of my life is like over there. Because I feel as though to make that work, uh, this is the Street Brothers Wrestling Podcast, of course. That's why we're talking about professional wrestling. But I, I, I feel like to make that work... God, it's like you it, like planning for WrestleMania is like a two day thing. You're like, okay, oh, yeah. I'd be I'm, like, I'm not working the next day. I'm not working that day. You're not working the day before. You're not working the yeah. next because WrestleMania is already a six, seven, eight hour experience. Like you're up until you'll be up until nine in the morning. Yeah. From kind of no, yeah I, three I, till nine, let's say. I, <laughs> God. I remember I saw a clip. I forget what country it was, but it was some European country, and they were watching a pay per view live at the bar i think it was the royal rumble or something but it was getting late it was reaching curfew and then the cops came in right at the end of the royal rumble and they shut off the show and everyone was booing them no way didn't get to see the end of the rumble <laughs> I, like wait this past rumble you're talking about a no not curfew? this year this was like two or three years ago wow uh but like i guess it was like four in the morning and the cops were like this bar's got to close people but uh, they wanted to see the end of the <laughs> <Yeah>. rumble <laughs> the bar is closed well i remember yeah. do you remember it was uh I guess when the Olympics were in Italy, I think the Winter Olympics, Tofino, Torino, 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 yeah, 2006. Okay, the one with the time we lost. Okay, after that, then the one that would have oh. been like 2012. Uh, are we talking Winter Olympics? Yeah, Winter Olympics. Well, 2010 was Vancouver. Yeah. So four years after that, I think it was Sochi. Sochi. Yes, yeah. I do recall the Sochi and the time difference thing, and uh, there was this kind of push for bars to be allowed to not only open earlier but serve booze earlier like kind I of I remember that you, yeah they're like 6 a.m you can drink because Canada's playing you can recall <laughs> that and oh god I would love to find the clip on YouTube because it has to be it's a fucking news it has to be there but yeah. um uh Matt my roommate was on kind of like a a, a, a Kitchener Waterloo CTV news <laughs> thing one morning uh so he's out front of one of the bars that was petitioning for this you know one of the big sports bars and outside there what it's um you know in the summer place you know it's a big open market but in the winter place in the winter time they flood it and then it's just nice rink so mm -hmm. he was just there one morning uh learning how learning how to skate never skated before you know kind of uh fourth third year university or something like that mm -hmm. and uh he gets asked about that and wow how he feels you know like oh what do you with the bars opening you know do you think uh, you know are you gonna go <laughs> And God, I would love to find. I wonder if he remembers verbatim. It was he's being interviewed. He's like, "Well, I don't really care about drinking at six in the morning. I'll probably be watching the game uh, in my pajamas, <laughs> like at home in my pajamas." Like it was, he was just so uh, he didn't care <laughs> one bit about. Uh, yeah. God, I would love to find that clip and. I mean, it's got to be on there somewhere out there. It's got to be on there. God. But if you're staying, yeah, if you're staying up until nine in the morning to watch uh, WrestleMania, uh, that's it. That's it, baby. You know, I mean, you got to make sacrifice for the things that you love. And uh, I think that's just one of them. Yeah. I did it once for the World Juniors. 
they played at like 6 a.m. on Boxing Day. So I oh, just stayed yeah. up all through the night. Oh, you stayed Christmas. up all through the night. Why didn't you just, <laughs> why didn't you just wake up real early the Well, because I was drinking. It was Christmas. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. we're going till 6 in the morning. And then we went. And then there was, because, oh, it was the first round. So Canada won like 13 nothing against something. Like, yeah, it's worth the most it. pointless game. was not game. worth it. The first three games of every Canada yeah. Juniors doesn't matter. I ended up walking to McDonald's and getting a McGriddle and going to bed. <laughs> weird turn, weird series of events. Well, yeah, I was like 20 beers deep at nine in the morning. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! Well, it was carried Christ. over from Christmas, of course. Yeah, over. yeah, carried over from Christmas <laughs> night. And there may have been, of course, you know, some uh, some, some white, wine, some, white some whatever. Wine. Yeah. Uh, the morning time, of course, orange juice and champagne. Uh, I'm one. Of, I'm one of those white people. You're a mimosa man. I'm a mimosa yeah. man. That's what they call me. They call me the bottomless yeah. mimosa man. I'm usually. I'm usually an afternoon. I'll cruise in the afternoon with my drink. Yeah, the morning time <laughs> of Christmas, as you became an adult, became weird because someone handed me one. I drink it for sure. Of course, you know. But Mike, uh, yeah, you don't drink coffee. But when you throw coffee into the mix, there, it's like you want to wake up and have a morning coffee. But then, <laughs> orange juice and champagne's being thrown in your face. But you still want to drink. You want to drink both. Yeah. <laughs> you want to drink both steadily. And I think this was the first. Uh, this was the first Christmas morning where I got high. Uh, no, this would have been the second Christmas morning I got high. But yeah, yeah so, you know, it was all different. I, I, nothing incriminating here on this show. Let's get into the professional wrestling. Because <laughs> this, this this went away. This really went away from us. Uh, it always happens. It always uh, happens. Yeah, because I was watching. Um, yeah, I was, I, don't know, I was thinking about all this professional wrestling in different time zones. But that's it, folks. We got a great no, show. No, it's fun. We got a great show. Normal week. Uh, new game. Big week. Pardon? Big week. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was funny. I was gonna say normal week, yeah, but, normal with week all of, but with all of these things uh, yeah. added. But yeah, well, it was a great show coming up. Of course, we have our you know our weekly wrestling action. We got Revolution, or is it called Evolution? I don't know. This Ask Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> Ask like oh, it was uh, it was close though. It was funny. It was funny. Um, uh, we'll talk about it later. Show we got a new game, new game for the middle, which I'm real, which I'm real excited to play. Uh, but first, uh. Uh, to kick off the show, uh, let's crown a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. No fooling around. Uh, before you say much, sure. Uh, I'll make a small prediction. I'll say the man's name starts with the letter R. Uh, are you talking about um, one-time Tweet of the Week champion Ronnie Radke? Uh, no, I don't even remember who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, um, fuck, who is he? I think he's, uh, Paige's boyfriend. I think that's how he would have gotten, he would have tweeted, he, he would have tweeted yeah. somebody, uh, about something. Uh, he is yeah, a, yeah, a one-time yeah. three-league champion. He's a one-time yeah. three champion. But when it comes to, uh, um, Remember there was that like little time period on SmackDown a bunch of years ago when Jericho, AJ Styles, and, uh, Kevin Owens were all just kind of like trading back the U.S. title in very mm -hmm. short periods of time. Do you remember this? And then I think there was like actually like a fake, a false finish one time. And uh, AJ Styles just gets the belt back the next night or the next SmackDown. I love it when a competitor is uh, synonymous with a championship for a period of time and they just keep <laughs> coming back for it. I love when you look back in the record books and it just, you know, bounces back and forth. You win it and you lose it, get it back, you lose it because it proves that you want something. 
right? It proves mm-hmm. that you're striving for um, a particularly sought-after title. Uh, this week's Tweet League champion goes and new <laughs> eight-time Tweet League champion Randy Orton. Ran- Randy the Rand Man, Randy Orton, who um, somehow this just happened. I love when Twitter <laughs> just happened without anything. Worlds sp- collide. Without anything specific. Um, you know, of course, kicking off uh, Crank That Soldier Boy. Okay, so he tweets out. Here's the, hmm. we're going to, we're going to follow the, uh, we're going to follow the logic. Uh, rap game faker than WWE. And then we have actually uh, two-time, no, just one-time Twitter League champion, T-Bar, who's always also there on Twitter, by the way. He's all over the place sometimes. He responds with, does the rap game take years off your life and leave you with countless injuries and debilitating pain? Oh, well, maybe just stick to super soaking hose or whatever you did 15 years ago. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. One. I, I do like that one. I do like that one. Randy Orton responds to it all. Fake. Dare this prick to step up. He don't like movies. Consider us actors that do stunts without pads, two hundred days a year, and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and then come right back. Consider us a hundred times tougher than anyone you've come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass. <laughs> bitch ass. Soldier Boy isn't gonna take this. You know. I mean, if we know anything from the mid two thousands, is that you know fifty cent jaw rule. Uh, you can't just let a rap beef stop right there. Absolutely not. Soldier Boy, no. do you know who the fuck I am? I'll bring the real wrestling. Don't play with me, Randy Orton. Lots of ends, too. Almost saying it like he was saying like an announcer, like a fan would. You know, crank. Uh, Randy <laughs> yeah. responds, crank that. Came out in 07. You had a hell of a year. Serious cash. Hats off to you, my dude. Here's the thing, though. I like rap. I bump that shit all day, whether it's Toonchi, Meek, Jay-Z, like you can call what I do to survive. Fake. Fuck that. Come to my world and say that. Dare ya? Hmm. Oh my God, Soldier Boy. If you mad, I spit facts that just say that. What you do is fake, and I stand on that. What I do is real. Come to your world. LOL. Welcome to Soldier World, which almost kind of sounds like a ripoff of Astro World. If you're me, but hey, <laughs> Randy Orton responds. You spit facts. Seem like all you spittin' is the same mess you rap about. Nut, clear your throat, my dog, and be there. Enough talk. Back it up. See, if you want, I think, you know, what we're seeing right now is an emergence of uh, non-wrestlers moving themselves into the world. You know, is... uh, <clears throat> is this an example of maybe you know the WWE going the uh, the the Bad Bunny route, the Shaq route? Get somebody involved. You need somebody to get that started. Randy Orton's your man. Yeah, I think Soldier Boy just got worked into it. <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, imagine getting worked so hard that you get a job out of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, like a month or two ago, Cardi B, the same thing happened with her. She started popping off against Lacey Evans. Yeah, uh, nothing happened of that though. Would have been nice to see. Uh... Lacey got pregnant. That's what happened. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's too bad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, Soldier Boy, uh, kiss me through the phone though. That was another hit he had. Yeah, big song. Big song. <laughs> but but big once song. again, 2008. So uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, Randman though, still at it. Yeah, Randy Orton clearing his dominance throughout the entire division. Well, let's move ourselves along with the show, shall we? Uh, SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was 
was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, that old blue brand. That old blue brand where it appears, um, you know, where we're sort of getting into things. I mean, Edge has already made his selection to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and Bianca Belair is yet to make her choice. But... She's uh, only got like 40 days or something. So. She only got 40 days. However, you know, a SmackDown, she did say, or we did hear that we will be getting her decision tonight. I've been lied to before, though. <laughs> just, in, <laughs> in wrestling. In wrestling or just general? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All both, but uh, Bianca Belair, we'll see. I trust her mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but anyways, this is Roman's show. He likes to say it is, so he comes out. He's got his tribe and... Talks about Edge attacking him, uh, pointing at the sign and making everything official. But Daniel Bryan interrupts him and talks about Reigns' title defense and being cowardly the way he just, you know, showed up right after the chamber. But uh, Bryan says he doesn't think the head of the table would be defending his title in the second match instead of the main event. So anyways, he challenges him to a one-on-one title match. No bullshit. Fast lane. But Uso grabs the mic and says, nah, get back in the line. So anyways, they ambush him and we find out later Brian's going to fight Uso. Later on in the show, who is the line then? <clears throat> Isn't Daniel Bryan getting in line? I think so. I mean, no one else is staying. Well, I, that's mean. what I'm wondering. Jay Uso's like, you got to get in line. He's like, okay, yeah. like I'm He's in like, okay. line. <laughs> who is the yeah. line? Yeah, you're right. After what we saw there, you know, coming, coming off the chamber, it's right. We uh, we didn't get the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan banger match that uh, we deserve. Yeah, that we know we could and should and hopefully will. Uh, but we get some tag action in the meantime. Dominic and Rey Mysterio taking on Gable and Otis, the Alpha Academy, right? Alpha Academy, I think. Yeah, uh, but they're uh, continuing this kind of heelish stuff they got going on because they they play some clips of. Ray getting beat up by Otis the week before, and uh, anyways, the match was fine. Eventually, Ray Dominic hit six one nine splash on Gable, but Otis breaks it up, slams down Ray, and he hits a splash off the second rope to get the big three count for him and Gable. This he's was big. New... This was big. Yeah, his finisher. He's got Bronson's Reed, Bronson Reed's finisher now. The splash off the rope. Is that Bronson Reed's uh, The Thick Boy? The Thick Boy. Well, <laughs> yeah, this was same. great. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they won. It's good for Gable and Otis. Great for that. And I guess they turned he- if they turned heel the week before, suddenly we have a, uh, you know, a heel tag team going across. Yeah. Who are the champs right now? Uh, the Dirty Dogs. The Dirty Dogs. <laughs> right. And if you, you might say, who are the Dirty Dogs? Uh, well, I see, yeah, that took me a second. You're right. Because yeah. I'm like, I know it's not uh, Street Profits. And I'm like, yeah. I know the New Day is on Raw. <laughs> that was sort but, of. Well, exactly. I mean, God, I don't know who's anywhere, anywhere anymore. Hopefully this means, though, that they're trying to get the teams going on SmackDown. Yeah. We're having non-title matches and stuff. So. Yeah, that's great. And the Mysterios is uh that's an easy that's an easy babyface team. Oh yeah. Anyone's going to cheer for them. Yeah. Uh but then Apollo Crews comes out. He's got a new look. Uh I guess MJF inspired. He's got a scarf now. That's automatic heel heat. 
and you come out with the scarf. Yeah, because it's sort of like <laughs> taking the Randy Orton approach, where Randy Orton wears his little trunks, but then with the sleeveless hoodie. It's like, <laughs> what's the point of even wearing the sleeveless hoodie? So when you come out in just your trunks and uh uh, you know, a sash like this. I mean, you're thinking yeah. there's literally no point for you to be wearing the sash. It's not covering. It's not keeping you warm. <laughs> well, <laughs> like that, would be the, a... that would be the point, right? You know, that's what yeah. makes Randy Orton's. Uh, I mean, functionally, sleeveless hoodie. So, so, so dumb. But uh, he cuts a promo. I think he explains it's it's got some deeper meaning to him. His heritage, his background. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but. Anyways, he's healed now. He attacked Big E. He's done being nice and respectful. So, But eventually, Nakamura interrupts him, and they have a match. But, uh, yeah, Cruz just showing that aggressive healer styles. Uh, he's trying to use the steel steps at one point, but, uh, yeah, the ref stops him. Then I think later on, the scarf comes into play because Nakamura's got him a sleeper hold, but Apollo just grabs onto that scarf in the corner. And uses it to just kind of pull himself over, slam Nakamura into the turnbuckle, and then he hits an Olympic slam to get the win. So an new Olympic attitude working. Slam. Yeah, or an angle slam if you prefer. Yeah, this was uh this was all good. Mr. Heel Man Apollo Cruz, you get some time to uh talk about yourself, which I feel like is more of a this little glimpse of a character is more than a character that we've seen. Ever from him. From him, yeah. He's always yeah. just some motherfucker. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So if you know if he's back, beg you, right, uh, better than ever. Um, Mid card push. Yeah, uh, they had that tease where with him and Heyman and Roman. If you know if he's rubbing elbows with them, that's gonna get him some good. He's rubbing elbows over there. Big E's looking for a challenger. So who the heck? Knows? Yeah, yeah. It's looking better for him. Amen. You know, he's always been good in the ring. So hopefully now he can. Mm-hmm. Fill out the rest of this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go to the women's action. Liv Morgan taking on Tamina. Uh, and some singles action here. But they got their partners at ringside. Uh, Natalia was kind of different. She was wearing, she almost looked like Lacey Evans this week. She had like red, red lipstick <coughs> on. And well, yeah. I think for the first time in about six and a half years, she wasn't wearing a pink cat costume. I think that's, that's what I mean. Like, where's the I was pink like, wait, wait, wait. Who is, who, who is this person? <laughs> Yeah, this. But, uh, I, I I'm just so used to seeing an adult in wearing cat ears. That's what. Well, I don't know. Maybe they, uh, Lacey's going down. They're like, we need the ruby reds lips. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, back in the ring, things are going okay. Liv doing the underdog, uh, big size disadvantage, but unfortunately, she can't overcome it. As Tamina just hits like a sidewalk slam, gets the win, which I disagree with very much. Uh, Riot Squad can never catch a break. It's bullshit. Well, commentary kept putting over uh, Natalia's training or influence that he's done that she's done with Tamina, in uh, I, which I felt almost like yeah, like a pseudo managerial slash take you under my wing and teach you. Kind she's of. like fucking one of the <laughs> oldest on the roster. But uh, yeah, but you know, there's always room to improve. Uh, I know, but <laughs> but yeah, do it but to least, live. Do it to live. At least that's what I think commentary was putting over. So uh, you know, that's why I think that's why Tamina got the win. If uh, you know, it's supposed to be this big thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just they got nothing for the Riot Squad. We've got nothing for the Riot Squad. Just put them somewhere else. Put them anywhere. I don't know. But uh, anyways, Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville, they come out uh, because it's time. Bianca Belair, they bring her out. 
we want to get the official announcement of her decision for WrestleMania. But before she can tell us anything, our Reginald comes out to interrupt, who appears to just be on his own these days. Carmel is nowhere to be seen. Uh, but he puts over Bianca, says, you shouldn't challenge Sasha or you're going to lose. But then Sasha comes out and she's like, get out of my business, Reggie. You never speak for me. Shoves him away. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but then she tells Belair, I'm the standard. You want to make history, then choose me. So Bianca gives her whole EST promo and closes it out with the point at the WrestleMania sign. Says, it's on as the pyro goes off. So it's official. We're getting the one we wanted. We're getting the matchup <laughs> we thought we were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Belair, weird, Sasha yeah, Banks. Weird they're both on fucking SmackDown, though. That feel weird? Yeah, you know, some years Raw gets, some years Raw hogs it, so whatever. It's probably the better option anyways. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Let them main event night one. Belair, Sasha. Yeah, main it's two night. nights. Well, I mean, yeah. and you know, I this, I mean, the, this Roman Edge, the Roman Edge matchup feels like a fucking main event too. Is there a chance yeah. that SmackDown could main event both nights of WrestleMania? That would be huge for, for so. you know, for the bigger brand. That would be huge in making chance. SmackDown like kind of like really nail in the coffin. SmackDown's the new A show, that kind of thing. I mean, it already is. I mean, beating them in the ratings. I mean, like nail so. in the coffin. You know, I mean, real <laughs> like be. punched yeah. them out. Like here you fucking go. You're on NXT's level now. Yeah. Uh, do you think they'll ever cut out that third hour of Raw? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, two hour shows seem to be doing very well. Yeah, I think it's just about the money they make in that extra hour. Who knows? Yeah, I see but, you. I see what you're saying. Uh, anyways, let's move along here. Street Profits take on uh, King Corbin and Sami Zayn, who themselves are, you know, that's another team that could be. Sure, why not? This division. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, but maybe not because Corbin, just pits, Corbin gets pissed off the whole time. He's yelling at Sami's documentary crew. Just stop filming me as if there's not already a bunch of cameras on him. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but I'm still hoping. <laughs> I never. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, I'm still hoping that this this footage gets compiled into a documentary someday. Yeah, one of those like they release it on the network only. Yeah, and yeah. A very like one sided like Sammy's narrating like Michael Moore. And <laughs> of course, his. you only see one side of anything. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but this uh, this whole lack of focus this allows Street Profits to take advantage. They hit their spine buster into Ford's. From the heavens, frog splash, get the win. So hopefully get themselves back in that title hunt. Or at least the rematch, uh, maybe get it back. (laughs) Yeah, because they never really should have lost it It doesn't feel like they should have lost it. Mm -hmm. But then Seth Rollins comes out, and every week he's just got a new suit. I feel like when he he had the baby. (laughs) He just went suit shopping when he had the baby. Yeah, or he took his, like, paternity leave paycheck and just went for it yeah but uh so he comes strolling out cuts a promo uh he says the complaint that he wrote to wwe management got a big response online cesaro interrupts he's pissed off so seth tries to calm him down and talk him up saying you're the man you're strong you're a star one of the most gifted performers but uh you always seem to come up short you need that killer instinct and i can give it to you but uh, how'd that work for Murphy, Seth, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Seth's so for one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, Cesaro declines, and he grabs Seth and just gives him a big old swing around the ring. 
big old swing. But, uh, you know, a big old swing uh, could mean a big old match coming up soon. I guess. I mean, neither of them really have anything going for uh, Mania time, so. And I don't think Cesaro uh, Rollins is really something we've seen before. I mean, unless they want to throw him in that intercontinental ladder match. Who knows? Hmm. (laughs) Who knows? The match that hasn't been booked yet. Yeah. uh, Let's go to the main event of this show. Uh, Daniel Bryan takes on Jey Uso. And if Bryan wins, he will get that one-on-one match for the Universal title at Fastlane. So, uh, they have a nice match here. You know, they've had some some good uh, some good chemistry from the past year, feuding with uh, Roman and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, eventually they're uh, big. They fight outside the ring. Uso just rams Brian's leg into the steel steps repeatedly as the ref counts. Uh, he doesn't stop, and they reach ten. So double count out. No results. That was a bummer. They, yeah. They get back in the ring, and Brian puts him in the last yes lock, and then Reigns just comes rushing in, beats the shit out of Brian, but he gets him into the yes lock, so Uso has to super kick him to save Reigns, and Reigns follows up with a spear, and then the guillotine to knock out Brian and close the show. Yeah, it sucks when, when we like, we waited the whole show to have, uh, you know, this little, this little count out. That yeah. sucks, you know? Like, if you're going to count it out, let's just <laughs> count it out right away, baby. Let's just count <laughs> it out. Uh, yeah. A, a multi, is, there, is there a multi-man match uh, coming out of this, maybe? You know, I mean, we have Edge. We've got uh, the Oos, Reigns, uh, Daniel Bryan. Everyone's hovering around what's, uh, what's going on right there. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Bryan will still get a shot at fast lane somewhere or another. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I guess we got a couple weeks to figure that out. Yeah. Well, but. or maybe we won't figure it out, and it'll be announced <laughs> on social media the day before. You never know. You but. never know. Didn't that happen? Didn't that happen with a main event uh, or, or a title match recently? I mean, yeah, things like that have happened, <clears throat> sure. Ah, crap, I can't remember. <laughs> but I think it was actually, like, title change <clears throat> announced. I can't remember what it was. Either way, that was your uh, that was your SmackDown show, and yeah, Michael, like you said I think we're probably t- three weeks away from uh, maybe two weeks away, two weeks away from. I don't know. Fast it goes uh, goes fast, like the lane. It goes fast like the lane, right? You know, on the, we're on the road, <clears throat> so either pull over or fucking put on the gas. That was SmackDown Live. Let's move across the brands to, uh, you know, so picture SmackDown is like, um, you know, like a 17-year-old, uh, like, uh, call um, football player, <laughs> high school football player, right? He's got the Letterman jacket. He's got the nice haircut. You know, he's dating the head cheerleader. He's got offers from... Uh, you know, uh, University of Florida. He's got U- uh, an offer from USC. The guaranteed starting position to some of the best football teams in the country, uh, and that's you know, and that's our SmackDown Live. And then we, and and then of course, you know, we have a brother. We have our Monday Night Raw, who's kind of like like 12 turning 13 a little gangly they have to wear like thick bottle like coke bottle glasses um maybe like a a touch of scoliosis um you know they have many overweight friends and they play dungeon and dragons in the basement uh 
picture like that, you know, you can kind of, you know, because uh, there's always got to be one sibling that's superior to the other. Just like there's a show. <laughs> yeah. So you made the gap pretty big. <laughs> I made the gap pretty big these days. Uh, like the like the teeth of the raw. Like the teeth, the teeth. of the younger old brother. No, maybe it's like the older yeah. brother. I don't know. Yeah, okay, uh, I mean, <laughs> age wise, it should be older. <laughs> it should be but. the older brother. Well, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Age, <laughs> well, age, and uh, um, length. You know, you know, it's a little bit longer. They've been around for a little bit more. But yeah, um, this is our backdoor Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> course uh mr mr miz mr miz he's got that belt and mismo miz mode <laughs> Whoa. uh because he's our new wwe champion and we're on the road to wrestlemania so really anything can happen yeah i mean we uh, we we have no idea what that wrestlemania match is going to be for that on the raw side of things for that belt so. absolutely not uh drew mcintyre wants to have a say in it so he comes out to kick off the show and you know, it's been a rough month for him, losing the title, getting betrayed by his best friend, Sheamus. But uh, he's got a mission. He's going to get that title back in main event WrestleMania. You know, he talks about he won the title in the Performance Center. He carried us through the Thunderdome era. He's not going to get screwed right at the finish line. But Miz interrupts, and he gets a huge pyro display, worthy of a world champion there. Amen. Uh, uh, but Morrison's with him, and the two of them, they're just mocking Drew, and talks about having to defend his title against Lashley later on tonight. Uh, but then MVP comes out, gives his piece, lets Miz know that that world title match is taking place at 9 p.m., not the main event. So uh, you better go get ready because he's still in his suit. And then in the meantime, Sheamus comes out because he's supposed to have a match with Drew and they just start beating the shit out of each other outside the ring. And Eventually, things get settled and uh, we just jump right into Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre and I think this was uh, supposed. To, this was their big blow-off match. This was this was pretty good. This felt like a blow-off <laughs> match. Oh my lord! Yeah, these two were just slugging, beating the shit out of each other. A bunch of big punches, kicks. Uh, Sheamus hits a broke kick early on, knocking Drew to the floor, and uh, we got some like suplexes onto the edge of the announce table. Didn't break. I don't think it was supposed to. Yeah, Tony, <laughs> I mean, if any, if Tony Storm can break that yeah. thing, and she just looks at, it. just look at it. <laughs> Maybe she's like the real Storm. She just has those powers. She, yeah, of, she, she, uh, she, she used a, a, a little bit of wind. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, both men just hitting these big power moves. Uh, at one point, Drew even steals Sheamus' maneuver when he hits the white noise off the top rope. Uh, big near fall. Both men just giving everything they have. Um, yeah, Sheamus goes for another broke kick, but Drew's quicker on the draw, hits a Claymore to get the three count. Uh, but yeah, I think this was probably what their pay-per-view singles match would have been, because I don't think they're going to have it now. But they gave every, this was like 23 minutes. They gave everything they had. And yeah, and it, it ha this happens every once in a while where you get that pay-per-view quality match on television with yeah. it, it sometimes it happens and uh, this one happened with no hype to it i mean of course you know we, our weeks of kind of building but no you know the matches this sunday <laughs> kind yeah. of uh, yeah we're like wow okay kind so. of promo uh yeah this was so good for uh for uh for a television match 
Yeah. Oh, I loved loved everything about this. Yeah. Uh, they even showed the slow-mo replay at the end, and Drew really got Seamus good in the face with that claymore. Oh, yeah. Got him Got him right in the <laughs> right in the jaw, mate. Yeah. Right in the... Right in the kisser. Uh, the... <laughs> There's another word. The gob. Right the in gob. the gob. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, so great match. Yeah. But uh, let's move on. They can't all be great, because up next we got Nia Jax taking on Naomi. Uh, they're tag partners at ringside, but uh, anyways, uh, Naomi just gets tossed around, gets a few kicks in here and there, but Naya hits the one-arm powerbomb, which she has stolen from Raquel, uh, and that gets her the win. God, like, I feel like the, the ratio of amount of time Naomi's take took off versus amount of time she's lost <laughs> since <laughs> she's been back is yeah. that's whatever whatever graph that's on the scale is all over the place um <laughs> yeah when she returned to back up lana she, you know we had that vibe of you know ooh you know this is a new little team they're coming together uh but now yeah there's kind of getting like beaten and divided like the riot squad over on the other brand yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what they what the point like is. i guess losing to nia Jax is supposed to be not a problem right she pinned asuka she pinned sasha yeah so it's not that it's but it's like yeah losing so quickly and you know momentum yeah. stoppingly yeah no i i don't like it that much but. yeah uh we get another coming soon video for rhea ripley so Hopefully, can't pretty come, soon. Can't come soon enough. Yeah, hopefully. Very soon. I'll tell you uh, that much. But I feel like once it's at the next week point, they'll say next week. So we're still at least two weeks away. Oh, yeah. They'll always tell us whenever it's about to <laughs> happen. Next they'll week. tell us it's about to happen. Yeah. Uh, but what is supposed to about to happen is 9 p.m. Uh, the Miz got to defend his WWE title against Bobby Lashley. So Bobby comes out. He's got MVP with him. Uh, the Miz music hits, but he does not appear. So they look around like, what the fuck? We cut backstage and Miz is keeled over in pain, clutching at his stomach. Adam Pierce says, what the hell's going on here? And he says he's sick. He's cramping up. He's got it coming out both ends. And Pierce tells him he's got an obligation as the champion to defend. But Lashley, he says, fuck this. And he, just, he runs backstage to go get Miz himself. He just grabs him, shoves him to the ground, and Pierce tells Miz, if I have to drag you out there myself, you will defend the title at 10 o'clock. So he bought himself an hour. Bought himself an hour. Mike, has, has a match ever been called off due to, uh, or DQ'd due to diarrhea? Like, has uh, that, uh, has no, that ever I mean, happened where, um, you know, like it's like count out because the other guy just runs <laughs> out of the ring? <laughs> no, I mean, wrestlers have talked about in interviews just shitting themselves in the ring before because... They wrestled and they didn't feel good, and a bump just hits them hard, and boom. And people in the front row, they can tell, but people on TV, they usually don't. <laughs> people in the front row, oh yeah, they can tell. Yeah, I mean, John Cena talked about it. CM Punk talked about it. Gross. They've shit their pants. Okay, uh, but I meant kayfabe. <laughs> I meant a kayfabe <laughs> shit. I didn't mean a real life shit. Well, that's just, you got the real answer, baby. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> Braun Strowman comes out. He's angry. He's talking about Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce. He's always bitching about them lately. Amen. I think he's just mad that Raw Underground disappeared. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was his. That was all he had. He was like, "Oh, guys, I even rented out. I, I he had. Well, he, you know, he he paid a full year lease on the place. Yeah. So now I bought he, these gloves. Yeah, he bought. Now he has to like rent it out. Uh, you know, to other underground fight clubs. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, so Pierce and Shane they come out try to calm him down, and Shane says, "You're angry that you're not reaching your own personal goals." And he just starts throwing these little insults at him and. Uh, talks about conflict resolution and tells Strowman that his tag partner for tonight is Adam Pierce. And Pierce is like, what? But Shane says, I'll sweeten the pot and you guys get to go for the raw tag titles. So Braun's like, all right. But uh, Pierce screws this up. He's going to get these hands. And then he just kind of shakes Pierce around. Yeah, didn't we uh, predict, predict some kind of Adam Pierce, uh, Shane O'Mac related thing? Did we? Uh, uh, I, I think we may have uh, brought it up a couple. I think uh, Strowman, Shane O'Mac. I think that's what they're leading. Yeah, to. I think something around here. Yeah, someone. These. The, I think WrestleMania, Shane Braun, because Braun's been calling Shane out a lot lately. It's why? Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, let's have that Raw Tag Title match right now. So the Hurt Business comes out to defend against Braun and Adam Pierce. Uh, Pierce is still in his suit. They couldn't even bring out a pair of track pants. That'd be a good guy. look, though. Like, if that's your in-ring gear is a full suit, you look like John Wick <laughs> out there. Uh, it's tough, though. I mean, those those shoes don't have the same grip. I guess. So. I guess. Unless, I don't know. Uh, anyways, we'll see if it matters because Braun just starts the match in the ring and he's doing everything on his own, just tossing the Hurt Business all over the place. Uh, they try to double-team him, but he fights back and he hits his power slam on Shelton. He can win the match right here. But then Shane jumps on the apron and says, Braun, tag him in. It's over. Uh, and then they just look at Shane like, what the fuck? So Braun angrily tags in Pierce. He goes for the cover, but Shelton reverses it into a pin of his own and holds Pierce down for the three count to retain the titles. So Braun's pissed. He yells at Shane. Uh, yeah, so that's why I think they're going to fight at Mania, Braun and Shane. Yeah, I can see it. That's I think that's what's gonna happen because we need we we can't have WrestleMania without either Braun Strowman or Shane McMahon in a match. So why not just put them in the same one? Yeah, and it'll probably be like a false count anywhere or something. <laughs> yeah, so like, they can smash through the LED board and yeah, jump well, off. I a think big Shane thing. McMahon's last match. I mean, the one against the Miz that was a uh, same thing. Falls count anywhere? I think, I think. Yeah. last fall or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, backstage. Um, Bad Bunny. That's who it was. I wrote BB down. <laughs> You're like, who's BB? My abbreviation. Yeah, yep. Bad Bunny. He's back, baby. <laughs> he never left. He's here every week. Uh, he's hanging out with his buddy Priest when Elias and Jackson Riker approach, and of course Elias has to make some music business propositions for Bunny. But anyways, they come out to the ring to do a performance, but Bad Bunny interrupts. And uh, we have Elias versus Damian Priest. Uh, yeah, the match was okay. I think Riker tries to pop in with some cheap shots, but Priest overcomes, hits the lights to get the win. Or hit the lights, whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called now. <laughs> it, yeah. But, yeah, at least they haven't fucked him up yet. He's won like three or four weeks in a row. Yep, still up. haven't. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, Damian Priest is a fucking, he's a professional. More than anything yeah. else, he was the right guy to bring up to the roster at the right time. And, uh, yeah, there's so much crap on Raw. 
And we know how good Damian Priest is, that he's just he's given the opportunity to shine amongst yeah. everything else. And I think they like uh they like having him as a middleman for Bad Bunny. It's like, like yeah, we can pair him with this guy and they And you, know, you can back Spanish. yeah, back him up. They can speak Spanish. Uh so yeah, so the match is good what's it gonna be? Yeah, if it's maybe a tag match of some kind with Priest and Bad Bunny against Yeah, that would be easier. Others. Help protect yeah. I'll protect the bunny. <laughs> protect uh, the bunny at all costs. <laughs> then we go backstage. Randy Orton is interviewed, and he suggests to Alexa Bliss that she just move on with her life. Uh, but then she uses her powers to appear on the TV behind him. And she's laughing and sitting in that pentagram again and uh, says, bring him back. Uh, but first, there's something you should know. And she laughs, and it cuts away. Uh, and then this dark hooded figure just walks up to the screen and he lowers its hood to reveal it's Orton, an evil Orton clone, uh, which speaks in this deepened voice, uh, just telling Randy that this doesn't end on his terms. You're going to come face to face with everything you've ever done, which to me sounds like a challenge for another uh, the Firefly Funhouse match like the one we had with Cena last year. Hmm. But this time going over Orton's career. Which could be fun, uh, more fun than this <laughs> this evil Orton doppelganger who just kind of laughs. <laughs> well, he laughs and Orton chokes again. So we're supposed to believe that there's an evil Orton out there. There's an evil Randy, and that I, you know, I mean, I, if there's an evil Randy, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, because this Orton's already pretty bad. So you know, there's like an even eviler. One. Like, what does evil Randy Orton wear when he's going down to the ring? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, does evil Randy Orton smoke cigarettes and good Randy Orton vapes? What Randy Orton have we been seeing? The one that burned the fiend up was that evil Randy Orton? I don't know. Who knows? What if they've been doing a whole like the prestige thing this whole time? There's two of them. There's a it's or it could be a prestige type situation. <laughs> it could literally be anything. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But uh, are we going to get Randy Orton versus Randy Orton? Could they pull that off somehow? <laughs> I don't. I mean, special effects. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they like they you know like they kind of like Paul Walker CGI his face onto somebody yeah. else and then. Uh, but what yeah, he, I, he, I mean, another... he wrestles two matches: one against like a guy in a green suit, and then he wrestles the guy in a green suit the second time, <laughs> and they just put him in. And... It would be, uh, yeah, or or we could be getting another one of those Firefly Funhouse matches, of course. With the two nights of WrestleMania, I hope we at least have one pre-filmed. I think so, and uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably the one to do it if you're going to bring the Fiend back. Yeah, um, feels like it. So, anyways, let's move on because we've got a WWE Championship match: The Miz, Bobby Lashley. Let's try this again. Uh, but Miz gets on the mic right before to try to talk her business out of it, saying, this isn't the stage. Lashley deserves the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. But MVP says, nah, we're doing this right now. So the bell rings. Miz rolls under the ropes, grabs his WWE title, and just sprints out of there. Uh, the ref counts to 10. That's a count out. Bobby wins, but Miz keeps his title. Classic. Classic. A fucking but Classic. See, at least uh, the SmackDown one, Miz didn't waste your time like that SmackDown main event. He just took the belt and ran. Count out, it's over with. At least, boom. Yeah, I didn't wait all show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we go backstage. People are pissed off. Shane says, this isn't going to stand. Not on my watch. So we are having this championship match tonight. MVP shows up and says, this is bullshit. 
and it was uncensored. So that's uh, that's a big one. Yeah, was that? Do you think that was a miss or a, Not an intended that was a little, bullshit? I think they're allowed. They're allowed one bullshit. Yeah, one. Yeah, everybody gets yeah. one. Uh, so, anyways, he's pissed. He says, "Twice we've been out there, man. Twice we've been screwed." Shane says he's considering stripping the Miz of the title over this. So this is serious. We got to we got to settle this before the night's over. Yeah. But in the meantime, Charlotte Flair comes out, cuts a promo, and. You know, she puts over Asuka for busting her ass as a champion and talks about her dad and Lacey Evans. And uh, we're only six weeks away from Mania. So, you know, and since Sasha Banks already got Bianca Belair, who's Asuka's challenger? She wants a piece. And then they show a slow-mo replay from last week of Asuka's teeth just literally Boom. being kicked from her head. <laughs> Flying out of her face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was vicious. But uh, so we don't know her status, but. I'm assuming she's going to be back to defend her title. Uh, and Charlotte says, I'm going to be the one to challenge her. But then Shayna and Nia come out and they cut a promo. They want a piece. They insult Charlotte. They tell her the whole locker room doesn't like you. And eventually they get in the ring and beat her down. Uh, and then we have a singles match. Shayna takes on Charlotte. So Charlotte kind of dealing with the two on one there. And uh, Nia's charging at her, but gets slandered to the steps. And. Uh, I think back in the ring, eventually she hits the natural selection and pins Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and what the hell's going on here, Mike? What the hell is going on The Raw Women's title scene is a mess. So, right yeah, now. so we... We need Rhea Ripley so bad. Hi, oh my God. So this is now <laughs> the second time that, you know, uh, the Baszler-Jacks combo come out. Uh, yeah, yeah two I don't completely know. Different. I don't know. It just feels weird. You know, I guess you use you do a lot of work to build up Jackson Baszler, but uh, it's fucking Charlotte. So obviously she's the highest priority. <laughs> obviously yeah. she's the higher priority. I think they really, yeah, Lacey getting pregnant really just blew up that whole story. And Charlotte's just like, well, no, we did all that they for nothing. Were, they I were didn't... screwed. They were screwed mo- like a month. I mean, before. it wasn't good to begin with, but like we wasted all that time. <laughs> That's like. That's like if we didn't get the the spider reveal from the Rowan's cage. Oh, what's in the cage? Do you think <laughs> that literally? Yeah, literally. Do you think after Lacey Evans kind of told everyone she was pregnant, um, somebody backstage was like, "Okay, who else can we make pregnant? <laughs> 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 like, who else can Ric Flair be the baby daddy of? Like, yeah. you know, like was there a, this option of a storyline where Ric Flair is just banging the entire women's division? <laughs> Uh, behind Charlotte's back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that would have been easier to crawl out of than whatever we're doing now. And I'm sure Oscar. Yeah, maybe it's this two pronged thing. Oscar getting kicked in the teeth uh, right after Lacey Evans removing herself from competition. Uh, yeah. Rhea, I mean, Rhea, at this point, it seems like it's going to be Oscar Charlotte, and we just have to get there. Oscar Charlotte and get there. I mean, that sounds fine. But uh, I mean, the match will be fine. We've seen it before. What about Oscar? Uh, what about Oscar Charlotte? Rhea Ripley? <laughs> I mean, if Ripley can get in there, that's the best option of anything. Well, obviously, because I mean, like, I'm trying to think. You know, like when you we're, we're we're booking somebody onto the main roster or whatever you do, and then you just uh, slowly, you know, they kind of they get those little wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Rhea Ripley gets those little wins. Yeah. You know who could be fighting that never gets to fight? Who never gets to fight? Reckoning. Or Mia Yim. Reckoning! I mean, she's back. Let her fight. Let her Let fight. Let her fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's move on. We got to sort this title thing out still because 
Uh, Shane McMahon tells Adam Pierce uh, that if this main event match, if Miz doesn't show up, he will be stripped of the title and it will be awarded to Lashley on the spot. Wow. So. <laughs> on the spot. But So t- time is ticking. But in the meantime, we got Riddle teaming up with Lucha House Party to take on Retribution. Uh, yeah, you know, they're good wrestlers, Retribution. <laughs> they just don't always get the book in there. Uh, I mean, everybody looking... in this ring is good at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can all agree, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, the Luchas, they tag in. They're high-flying all over the place. Eventually, Metalik, he stands on top of Lince Dorado's shoulders and jumps off to hit a big elbow drop on Slapjack and gets him the three count. And, of course, like every week, Mustafa Ali gets all pissed off and starts yelling and challenges Riddle one-on-one. So we just jump right into that. Um, Ollie was doing pretty good. Riddle fights back, but all the members of Retribution are jumping on the apron to fuck with him. And uh, then Ollie goes for this big move off the top rope. But uh, pretty sure he botched it a little bit because, I don't know, it looks like it was supposed to be a backstabber, but he kind of just slid up over Riddle's head. But Okay, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I, I, don't, I don't notice those things as, uh, as sharply as you do. <laughs> Yeah, either way, it wasn't like a dangerous botch. It no. just kind of made the move look weird, but he gets in the win, so whatever. Okay, if it works. Ali. If it works, it works, Mr. Ali. See, Retribution was screwed. If Mustafa Ali's been been in charge of Retribution the whole time, right? That's the shtick here? Uh, uh Apparently. Right. I mean, he wasn't on screen for the first little bit. He wasn't on screen for the first, because he was too busy hacking. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, Retribution screwed themselves as soon as they signed those contracts. Do you remember when <laughs> it was kind of like officially announced that WWE signed Retribution to a contract? Yeah. Uh, Mustafa Ali should have known better because as soon as you sign to a contract, you you're 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 you know uh, subject to their booking. Yeah, you sold your soul to the devil. You literally sold your soul to Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> eventually, Retribution is going to have to realize that and maybe turn on Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I mean, take off the could... masks. You know. Yeah, that would be a big that'd be a big moment. They can kind of just all just take their masks off and leave them down with him and a real oh captain my captain kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that kind of the opposite? Wasn't that in support? Yeah, I never. Like Robin Williams. I only saw the movie once, but oh, you know what I great mean. Great movie. Great you movie. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, I was hoping we could talk about that film for a minute there. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, we're moving past it. What about Goodwill Hunting? That's a great one too. I think I saw it once. No. Ah <laughs> oh, man, Robin Williams, great serious actor when you let him. Uh, but anyways, let's go to this main event because we got another Hollywood A-lister, The Miss, defending his WWE title. Well, we'll see. Let's get it this one last try against Bobby Lashley. WWE Championship on the line here. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out. Shane McMahon comes out and says, I want to make sure this thing's fair, so let's bring out the Lumberjacks, boys. And uh, the whole roster comes out, surrounds the ring. Even Retribution was there. Yeah. Well, along. you know, you sign the contract. You got to do what they say or else you're subject to contract breach. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so the match begins. Miz grabs his belt from the ref. Tries to take a swing at Lashley, but he catches it. So Miz runs to the outside of the ring and, you know, starts trying to cut deals with the Lumberjacks. Uh, but they just toss him right back in. And Lashley unloads on Miz. And every time the Miz is tossed outside, they just keep throwing him back in the ring. And uh, Lashley hits a massive one-arm spine buster. 
And Riddle on the outside of the ring was watching like a real fan here. He was just getting hyped for the moves, even though he was just feuding with Lashley for that U.S. title he <laughs> well, won. Well, we're past, we're past that, baby. We're past that. No, I'm that. fine. Riddle. Riddle was showing. He was showing respect. I liked it. He was acting like a real <laughs> fan. <laughs> but uh, so he was hyped up. I was getting hyped up here because I knew what was coming. Lashley picks up the Miz, applies the heart lock, and Miz has nowhere to go. He taps out. Bobby Lashley wins the match. The Almighty is your new WWE champion. New WWE champion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, well deserved. You know, 15 years. He looked like a beast. Uh, you know, Miz, I thought Miz deserved his title win as well last week, but <laughs> Bobby Lashley's been grinding. Uh, yeah, nice emotional celebration. He tried to hold back, but you could tell he had a little crack there. He wanted to cry. but um, Even a heel can cry. Yeah, and then as they're celebrating with MVP, I saw another nice little Riddle moment. Riddle and Cedric Alexander, you could see them like smiling and talking about, I think they were just saying like what a cool moment this is, even though it's supposed to be feuding. Anyways, he picks up Miz after for one extra hurt lock to rub it in and then raises the belt, points at the Mania sign to close the show. Wow. So he's going to Mania. I mean, he is going to Mania, possibly, as the WWE champion. Man, that hurt lock, when he, like, whips you around there, look looks like <laughs> looks like an ad about, like, how, like, it, like it just looks like, a, like an adult shaking a baby. Yeah. The way no, your I, legs I, just kind of <laughs> flail underneath your body. Uh, yeah. yeah. I had my brother do that to me when I was younger. It uh, didn't feel good. <laughs> way to go, Bobby Lashley. Your first WWE championship at the end of the long road. But your road's just uh, just starting. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that was pretty hot. Pretty hot ending to Raw. And adding kind of, adding further dominance to the uh, the Hurt Business thing. If we can just keep this tag team together, you know, we just upgraded from the U.S. title to the WWE Championship. Huge upgrade. Yeah, what a year for the Hurt Business. Yeah. MVP and Lashley just bring out the best of each other. Yeah, some, something worked somewhere, and uh, it's going great. But yeah, opens up this entire, uh, this entire WWE Championship. Scene, main event, what the hell's happening? Uh, who the heck knows? Let's get to Fastlane first. Mike, should we take a break? <laughs> Let's take a break. Yeah, that was a lot of action. A lot of action packed in there. We're going to take a quick break, come back with, uh, of course, our Wednesday Night War, Revolution, and a uh, fun new little game. So uh, stick around. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Back here, part two of the podcast, because, um, you know, big, big, big part two, Wednesday night, Evolution. Revolution. Evolution is coming out on, uh, <laughs> or it's happening on Sunday, I think. But before... <laughs> Before yeah. we get to that, though, uh, we got a new little segment for you middle folks. So, Mike, uh, how about you kick it off for us? Well, uh, we've got a lot of car analogies. We're on the road to WrestleMania, of course, the fast lane, everything. Uh, so let's stick with that theme because uh, we're going to talk about things. We can either hype them up or we can shut them down in a new segment we call Pump the Tires. Or pump the brakes. Uh, now, yes. Uh, well, we haven't done this segment before, so we'll just kind of see how it plays out. Perfect. Uh, 
do you have anything prepared or do you want me to just kind of lead the way mike you're uh you're leading the way it's your week i'm real excited to hear what you have to say all right well let's just start simple uh i'll just present you something and we can say how we feel because this just happened we literally just talked about it a minute ago mm-hmm. uh so bobby lashley as wwe champion uh, I'm just going to say right away, I'll pump the tires on that. I think it's a good decision. <laughs> yes, let's, we're, 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 we're pumping tires because uh, there's too many big guys here at the top of Raw to that like Miz can't physically keep up with, right? We just saw that brutal banger of a Drew McIntyre Sheamus thing. The Rand Man's doing his can of worms. Bobby Lashley is, looks like, Bobby Lashley like ate the Miz. He looks like he ate the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's kind of, he's had a pretty consistent year. He's always been booked pretty well, looking strong. Had that U.S. title for a while. For a long time. It felt and like. always been hovering around that main event scene. He's hasn't quite broken through, but now he has. And yeah, let's see what he can do with it. And more than anything, it's just fresh matchups. We're keeping it fresh. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, let me do another one. And uh, we'll let you start this one off. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about Bad Bunny as a weekly performer? Eek. Uh, I'm gonna say I, I, I'm uh, I don't I don't want to pump I, I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna pump the brakes on this one, mainly because you know we're holding it, it's we're holding this 24/7 championship because he it has WWE's name on it and he gets to walk around with it. And that's great. But we shouldn't be seeing 24-7 championship matches. So as soon yeah. as that gets thrown into it, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I just tap out. And yeah, there's a lot of other people that should probably be getting screen time. But I get that it's, you know, it's a business and this is how it all works and the YouTube clicks and all that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I think we should, I don't know, imagine imagine who else could be spending, you know, Rhea Ripley is coming to that show. Bad Bunny could potentially be taking up Rhea Ripley time. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's possible. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll pump the brakes a little as well. I'm not slamming the brakes, uh, a little pump, you know. <laughs> Just a little pump. Every week, Just a he's little doing pump. the same kind of thing. It's not doing a whole lot, I guess, other than their social media are like, hey, Bad Bunny's here. Like, I bet their YouTube, I mean, you know, completely unfounded thing to say, but yeah, you put the word Bad Bunny in your YouTube video and the, and the hashtag and things like that, and then suddenly, you know, they could be seeing huge views, for all we know. Yes. All right. I'll give you a couple quick ones here. Uh, I'm going to make this statement. Uh, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in the barbed wire death match will be one of the greatest gimmick matches you've ever seen. Oh, so so oh, so we're uh, we're hitting the gas, we're pumping the brakes on the statement. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> this is the show. I I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna pump I'm gonna pump the tires on this one. Uh, it seems like when we heard about this, and we were saying this a couple weeks ago, where Kenny Omega's character is just strange. He's just like a weird person. He speaks oddly. He dresses oddly. <laughs> Everything about him is just weird. And so, of course, you know, his first big match, 
after this kind of, you know, this new gimmick change has to reflect that. And I think it's just ridiculous enough. And John Moxley is carrying with him constantly this big middle finger towards the WWE. And so anytime I think there's the uh, option to do something that Vince McMahon would never do in a million years, John Moxley wants to do that thing. He wants to do that thing that was holding him back in the business for so many years. Who knows? Without John Moxley probably wishes he had a barbed wire death match, you know, seven years ago against Bray Wyatt, <laughs> but it probably never happened because, of course, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, we're pumping the tires. This is yeah, it's going to be fun because both guys are going to be so invested into this very silly thing. Yeah, well, I don't even think it's going to be that silly. I think it's going to be very violent and extreme and. There's going to be blood. There's going to be some burns, maybe. Uh, yeah, explosions. Burns in the second crazy. degree? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is going to be very... I think this could be, even be a five-star match. Well, I've got big expectations, so I'm pumping the tires heavy on this one. This could be a match of the year right here. I think the entire industry right now has uh, huge expectations for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we can all agree on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you one last one here. Give it to uh, me. This one almost feels like a, a softball. Or it's almost too easy. I don't know. Maybe you will disagree. Uh, but how do we feel on uh, Reginald pairing up with Sasha Banks? Or whatever is going on here between them. Uh, yeah, I'll start. <laughs> um, I'm going to pump the brakes for a big reason. So I was thinking about this the other day. How it seems like... 2021 Reginald is 2018 James Ellsworth. 2017 James Ellsworth. <laughs> it's kind of like it's this non-wrestling character we've added to a professional wrestling to to a women's program for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's what that were like. You know, the the when she was helping out Carmella as like the little thing. That's whatever. That's just like a butler type role. Yeah. But yeah, she just kind of turned into new James Ellsworth. Yeah, like he's. Like I, he we haven't even right. seen Carmella the last week or two, have we? Have I we don't even heard from? I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna pump the brakes. But uh, I mean, the one thing I will say is, I guess you know, if they want Sasha to be the clear heel against Bianca, this is one way to get people to, you know, use Reggie as the buffer to get people to turn on her. Yeah, it it could be almost yeah, like a cop out for a heel turn because yeah. I think yeah, Bianca Belair is way too babyface right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I love them both. I don't even know who I want to win at that. And that mean, I just want a damn good match, and that's what that's we'll right. get. That's weird. So both Rumble winners are babyfaces taking on, or potentially taking well, on the heels on uh, yeah. that brand. That's weird. Yeah, but either way, I think Reginald is not needed for this feud. But uh, yeah, that's the only way I see it making sense is if they want him to make Sasha more heel. Yeah. But anyways, that's all I have for this week. That was great. To, yeah. That was great. to come up with your own anytime. Uh, but throw that into the, the variety bag. We'll throw it into know. the bag of something we can <laughs> just reach into at any point. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, let's move on uh, to our Wednesday night, of course. And we have AEW coming up this weekend. So let's close off with that. But it wouldn't be Wednesday without a war. We're talking NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Try to tap out a count out of one, two, three. NXT. We have a promised WWE Women's Tag Team match. 
of course, between uh, whatever their... T- I guess, the, we, no, we don't have team names here, but Raquel Gonzalez to go to Kai, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler. We know what's yeah. on the line. We've been waiting for it, you and I. have been counting them down the weeks for this. Mm-hmm. I have a little calendar, and I'm putting little X's on every single day <laughs> with a big circle on Wednesday night, NXT. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the here is the opportunity for the tag belts to be ripped out of the hands uh of the, the what's what do they call her? The dominant force? The irresistible the, force? Yeah, irresistible force. Uh, uh well, in the meantime, let's get some other tag action here. Because we got One Lorkin, Danny Birch, Team of the Guns, uh Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher. And uh one thing I noticed, Ciampa been growing his hair out or whatever hair he has on his head yeah it's like (laughs) it was was a quarter of an inch but wow but like i've never seen i'm just used to the right down to the skin baldy (laughs) it was like wow he didn't buzz that day yeah i'm like hmm so just sometimes you know those guys you gotta you gotta use the bic every single day yeah, I mean, uh, you got guys that go down right to the grain. That's a that's a heavy commitment. There. You know, you're using those kind of like, like Steve uh, Austin. Yeah, you're using those like pot pack of Bic uh, yeah. razors. You know that. Do you think you know someone does things? it for them? Like they show up early in makeup and they just like shake. I wonder. Well, from... you probably already have to show up early for makeup. I bet like they're there <laughs> for you if you want them. You kind of have to like book your time. Yeah, you know, like I, oh, I'm booking my 30 minutes with hair and makeup right now. And yeah. then you're like, oh, give me a shave. Give me this, that, the other. <laughs> a straight razor shave. On give me a- <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so this is a non-title match because MSK had to delay their shot due to the injury. Broken but- hand? Yeah, I think it's legit. Yeah. That's some what, I, legit I, I, also, I also saw that after you had mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, we love Ciampa and Thatchman here, uh, and they're doing a pretty good job until Thatcher eats this huge clothesline from Birch, which just turns Thatchman inside out. He lands high on the head and neck area. He rolls out of the ring, and uh, he had me for a second here. The way he was selling, I'm like, what was he really hurt? He was grabbing his neck and like acting like he couldn't move his arm, yeah. but I think he was just selling. Yeah, you know, he 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 was really just telling me, yeah, what a clothesline, yeah. of course, uh, you know, well, I mean, I guess Danny Burch would have been learning, possibly, from One Lorkin, you know, the Tweety League champion who's who hurt himself countless times performing wrestling maneuvers uh, in his uh, in his basement. So, yeah, you know, it's a lot of strength. Yeah, but luckily the Thatch Man appears okay. He continues on, and him and Ciampa just doing some nice tandem moves together, uh, you know, picking up, yeah, we, we love this team, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but later on in the match, Imperium come out just to kind of watch from the stage and just distract Th- Thatcher and Ciampa and Birch, Lorcan, hit their finisher, get the win. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I like uh, keep Thatch and Ciampa, keep them in this tag division for now. Uh, was this where the uh, Imperium arrival happened? Yeah, the three of them were just kind of standing right. Up there the three watching. of them, of course, you know, standing in their, uh, you know, army pose. Yeah, just kind still of waiting behind for Walter back. to show still up. Still waiting on Walter. Fuck, I feel like it's gonna happen. It's gotta. Soon. I feel like it's gonna happen real soon. I mean, he passed. He passed, He broke the record a few weeks ago for the UK title. Wow, whatever, six hundred and eighty-two yeah. days or something, something crazy. wild <laughs> like that. It has to happen because. Uh, God damn it. They promised us Finn. 
and Walter. Walter. They promised it to us. You can't just take that from us, Trips. We did nothing yeah. to hurt you, so you can't <laughs> hurt us like this. Well, I think it's COVID's fault. Hey, Trips, make it happen. He'll get it. He'll get make it. Make it happen, happen, bud. It'll happen. I see. I, I, I check out the stock prices. I know what's going <laughs> on here in this company. Well, uh, Roderick Strong comes out. And uh, he had something in his hand. He just kind of slammed down. I don't know what it was. It doesn't I think, matter. I don't think I noticed that. It wasn't important. He didn't nope. mention it. Well, clearly, yeah, about... clearly it wasn't important. <laughs> I was wondering if it was like a friendship ring he gave <laughs> But anyways, he talks about Adam Cole. But Finn Balor's the one that comes out instead and says, Roddy, when you gotta learn, fella? He's not coming out. Uh, but anyways, Roddy's like, hey, Finn, fuck you. Undisputed Arrow was doing just fine until you started getting involved and Anyways, he said, it's not my fault, boyo, but uh, I know how to get Adam Cole out here. So next week, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. And as for you, Roddy, you'll never be a leader. Always a follower. So until you get a little more greedy, you get that killer instinct like a prince. Uh, And then Roddy just interrupts him, tackles him down, and they start fighting. So they'll have a match later on. But next week on Gratis Television... We've got a championship match for <laughs> not the NXT. one, not one, well, not one, but two. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, women's title match as well. They're they're stacking the card for next week. It's not but, even a it's not even a Halloween Havoc or anything. They're not they're not even giving it as fancy March Madness. St. Patrick's Pot of Gold. St. <laughs> Pat, yeah, NXT St. Patrick's Pot of Gold, uh, and I'm sure yeah. Well, well, maybe well, shit. Adam Cole's winning that championship. Really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Only to lose it to Kyle? I think this is where we got to, because I, I this is where our Undisputed Era breakup drama can happen, but it needs to be over the championship. I think these guys did too much in NXT to have their feud with, you know, nothing but pride at stake. Well, uh, the fact that the, I really don't know makes it even more interesting. I have no idea who can who's going to win this thing. No, I, well, I, yeah, I, I too have no idea. It's not like, <laughs> no, no, but it's I mean, not like fact- I'm texting someone on the creative team. I know that. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that you think Adam Cole's going to win, it surprises me because I don't think he will. There we go. I think he's there main we go. roster bound. I think he loses and then he's up to the main roster. Up to the main roster, leaving, leaving behind. Whether this, he likes it or not. This unopened <laughs> uh, can of worms. Well, they're going to have a. He'll fight Kyle O'Reilly before he goes up, I think, one, okay. once, maybe. I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see if the match with Finn determines the, the course. Amen. But uh, we got some some serious business to get to because there's a family in shambles. Uh, we have some therapy. We go to Central Florida Psychiatry Center where <clears throat> the way the Gargano family's here, they're talking about their Dexter Loomis problem and... Austin just acts like he wasn't even kidnapped. Says the two of them, you know, just two good dudes having a good time. And uh, Indy Hartwell's just dropping all these hints that she's attracted him, drawing little hearts with his names in it. Uh, Johnny's just getting pissed off and yelling at this old lady doctor about everything. And she says this hostility is exposing his own deep rooted issues. And he freaks out, smacks over her pencil. So she yells at him and kicks him out of her office. And that was only chapter one. It was only only chapter one. Yeah, this uh Yeah, we'll get we'll get more of that, but The Tortured uh, Artist. I do like this uh little nickname Dexter Loomis has gotten. 
<laughs> and by all accounts, he's not that bad a guy when you actually hang out with him. Yeah, he seems like he seems like he seems like he's only uh, taking out the heels. So if you're a nice yeah. person, he's gonna <laughs> leave you be. Yeah, he's never attacked Leon Ruff or anything. He'll never attack Leon Ruff because Leon <laughs> Ruff can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, we go backstage where Cameron Grimes. He's still wheeling and dealing with his money, and uh, William Regal approaches him. He says, you hit a crew member last week. We have a potential lawsuit on our hands. But Grimes is ready to pony up, and Regal says, don't worry about the money. It's you I'm not happy with. So tonight you're going to face Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, the thick boy. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they call him, or is that just what you call him? It was on his graphic, like, for that ladder match. <laughs> and oh, then after and you'll that, never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll And yeah. I don't know why. I don't even think they put it on his graphic anymore. <laughs> no, now he's like the Godzilla thing with the city. and I don't know. It's a whole new thing. He's not the tick boy anymore. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, Aaliyah is taking on Ember Moon. She's got the Robert Stone brand on her side. Yeah, I like Aaliyah. You know, she's she'll always she's always on the lower card, but you know, she works hard. Mm-hmm. She works. She's like a she's like a Lana Liv Morgan type. And I see that Robert Stone's uh, injuries have recovered after being run over by a tank. Uh, yeah, it's also nice to see he's not hobbling or anything. Well, he's still got some PTSD because Shotzi came out on the tank and he looked over like, oh, "Don't you dare!" And he still looks like Tony Khan, <laughs> or does Tony Khan <laughs> yeah. look like Robert Stone? I cannot tell anymore. I don't know, but uh, anyways, back in the ring, Ember Moon uh, hits Aaliyah with the Eclipse, who does a great job selling, uh, and Moon gets the win. Why not? Yeah, why good not? Canadian girl, Aaliyah. That's why I support her more. Good, Cana- good Canadian performer. I love mm-hmm. seeing it. Uh, and then we get the match we've been waiting for. The women's tag team titles. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defending against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And, uh, you know, Dakota, Shayna, they have some in-ring history here. They play off that. And they also have some uh, real-life chemistry, I've been told, they that they are dating. They're a couple. That's interesting. Really? Raquel, or uh, sorry, Dakota and Shayna, yeah, apparently. Learn, learn something new uh, every day. Yeah. But anyways, they're uh, looking good. They're working well together in the ring. I got to say, even Nia Jax didn't look too bad in this match, you know? <laughs> they limited her. or The stuff she moved, did wasn't too dangerous. Uh, you know, she was doing some stretch muffler submissions on Dakota, targeting the knee. We don't see too many submissions from Naya. But uh, anyways, Raquel gets in there. She starts running wild, hitting everybody. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Dakota, they, they're working over her knee. That's always injured, so that gives out at some point. And Shayna locks in the Kurofuda clutch. Uh, Dakota Kai is starting to fade, but she gains some life, fights her way over to the corner. She tags in Raquel, uh, so Raquel's now legal, and she saves Dakota, boots Nia off the apron, but at the same time, the ref gets like sandwiched in the between them, so the ref's knocked out, and then Nia Raquel take each other out. So back in the ring, Baszler locks in Kai in the Kirafuda clutch, uh, but there's no ref around, but then Adam Pierce makes a rare NXT appearance. Rare, possibly the debut. Possibly. Uh, and he's ordering a backup ref to come down to the ring. But this is the Monday Night Raw official. Uh, the ref runs down, rings the bell as Dakota Kai is passed out. But she was not even the legal woman in this match or in this at this time. So this whole thing stinks. Uh, the match is over. They grab the belts. They run off. But there's got to be a, a this is 
Adam Pierce is normally so impartial. This was very out of character for him. And where's William Regal throughout all this? <laughs> this is his well, play. Where's Trips? Uh, Trips well, should be storming <laughs> down there. Go fuck yourself, Adam Pierce. We'll get to it. Well, they, they they address it, but this was a screw job of big proportions. This was a screw job. We've gotten a couple of screw jobs lately, haven't we? Yeah, but this was. Uh, this was, this she was, was not the legal woman. She uh, so. Anyways, Nia Jax, Shane retain according to the record books. Uh, you know what though? I gotta say this was this was actually this. I feel like this was a good women's tag match. One oh, of the, that's what, yeah, I one of the it. better ones that we've seen. One of Naya's best matches ever. Coming out of yeah, coming out of this <laughs> team. I mean, fuck if if we deserve the rematch, uh, can, can we push this to Mania? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out because they kind of addressed it a little bit. Well, I think we cut backstage. We see like Regal and Adam Pierce arguing in this class room, so we don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But then later on, Regal's interviewed, and he says because of tonight. Next week, he'll make an announcement that will change the landscape of NXT. Wow. And who knows what that could mean? NXT 2? <laughs> and NXT, like, the backup show? I, I don't, don't know. think that. I mean, NXT women's tag titles? The NXT women's tag titles? Well, I do, don't know. I don't know. Do we want that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think they need them. But I don't know what this announcement's going to be because uh, I don't know. It's got to be something involving the women tag team, doesn't it? I, I th- <laughs> you would think, <laughs> if especially him, make, him making his announcement after something so big. Yeah. We'll okay. see. Either way, uh, Dakota and Raquel got screwed, so they deserve something. They yeah. They deserve a shot. But uh, we go back for more therapy here, talking about Loomis. Uh, Johnny's. He's on the outside, but he's texting Candace, so the therapist catches him and then kicks her out, kicks Indy out as well. So she's all alone with Austin now, and she wants to know what really happened on those three days that uh, they were alone. But uh, Theory just says, ah, we had a great time. I was watching cartoons and eating cereal, and the therapist says she talked to Loomis this morning, and uh, he couldn't wait to get rid of you. You were so obnoxious. Um... now, so this, this almost felt like uh, a thing, like there was almost like a pedophile situation, because now Loomis has now t- convinced Little Austin Theory <laughs> that they were just watching cartoons and eating candy, um, and Loomis's story is very different. You know, we're going places. Still not a bad guy, though. Well, this, well, so he'll, so he cries, he runs out of the room, and Johnny comes back in, calls the lady a monster, uh, but then he secretly pays her, uh, so it was all a bit... This lady did not actually talk to Loomis, so we don't know. I don't don't think he's a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, uh, L.A. Knight comes out, and he cuts a nice promo, just giving us the lowdown on who he is, and, you know, he's just a really good talker, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he, he he you know I mean came out in those cool little when you look cool too when your sunglass when the shade on your sunglasses match the color of your leather jacket yeah blue it's leather a with cool blue look. shades it's that's a, cool a good combo look. <laughs> I gotta that's say it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah oh, I'm excited um, then we get Bronson Reed the thick boy taking on Big Money Grimes uh, as he tries to bribe his way out of the match. Give some cash to Bronson, but he he doesn't take it. Uh, but you know, Grimy shows he can still fight, doing all right here, uh, up until Reed hits a big suicide dive, and then he climbs up the top rope. But then LA Knight comes back out, 
He throws Cameron Grimes' hat into the ring, which uh, distracts the ref as he's got to remove it. And then in the meantime, he knocks Bronson into the corner or off the top rope, and Grimes follows up with the cave-in. Get a nice win for Cameron Grimes. Yeah, we can't we can't have somebody tripping over uh, a twelve gallon cowboy hat. That would <laughs> yeah. hurt somebody. Yeah, so nice win for the money man Grimes. I like it. Yeah, yeah, he's. I a mean, in L.A. Night, what was was he beefing with Reed or is he teaming with Grimes? What's his deal? Who knows? Cameron Grimes is a weird motherfucker, though. Uh, so we got to <laughs> find some. We got to find something else that's weird, or he's just ridiculous. We need to find another ridiculous guy. What, on to, this uh, roster, match him? to match his ridiculousness, <laughs> starring Rob Deerdick. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, then we get Everize supposed to take on Bree Zongo, but uh, Legato Del Fantasma just come out and attack Breeze, and Escobar comes out and they just beat up everyone. Cut a promo, so he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> so he's angry. Yeah, he needs yeah. a two hundred five challenger. Yeah, we uh, I don't know what's going on with this cruiserweight. Yeah, because once he won it, yeah, yeah, then nothing. Then nothing. Uh, then we go to the main event of the night: Finn Balor taking on Roderick Strong. You know, Balor's just kind of slowly going through all the members of Undisputed Era here. Uh, whenever Bobby Fish tries to come around, he needs to get in there. He needs to have at least one match with Balor. I feel like Bobby Fish gets injured for six months once <laughs> a year. Like, or like every nine months, he has a six-month injury. Then he's back for three months. Then he's, yeah. back. <laughs> he's back out for another six. What an odd, what an odd guy. Well, in the meantime, yeah, we got another nice, nice technical Matt wrestling match here. Uh, Roddy, or Balor, just targeting Roddy's arm. And uh, yeah, Roddy gets lots of moves in, but eventually Finn hits the coup de grace. 1916 gets the win. And then at the very end, Adam Cole shows up and just stares him down from the ramp. And uh, we'll get the title match next week. So, big match. Big show next week. Two title matches. Regal's announcement. They're stacking that show. Yeah, I feel like uh, that women's tag match should have been our main event. Uh, you know, yeah, com- maybe, to this. Maybe, with the, maybe with the screw job they didn't want to. It was still the better match, yeah. It was the women's. Yeah, it was still a better match, but uh, but hey, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Balor's future could be trying to survive all three of these guys at once. Ooh, in a fatal four way. And some, you know, is it some kind of fatal four way? Is what's coming? Uh, or will Adam, or will Adam Cole, baby, just kind of take it next week? I don't know. It's gonna be a hot show next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but that was it for NXT. That was it for NXT. Let's move over on Wednesdays. Uh, Dynamite time. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Dynamite TNT. Uh, the home of the NBA. The uh, home of the of NBA. That is true. That is true. Uh, and what's... Uh, Shaq's on the panel. What's the name of... Does the his thing have a name the show he's on i think it's called inside the nba inside that's what it was uh so he's here he's here as a wrestler though tonight because we're starting off with that spectacle match uh cody rhodes red velvet taking on jade cargill and shaquille o'neal himself uh and not only Shaq's first match this is also jade's first match in aew as well so, oh has she not even been uh getting time on dark there not even on dark no wow I guess. 
Apparently, I think she's pretty, pretty new to the business, but she's jacked. She's not new to working out. Yeah, she does. Uh, yeah, she felt pretty green. But hey, <laughs> shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna happen. Shaq, he's the one that starts out in the ring. Uh, you know, Cody's trying to grapple him, but he just gets tossed away, and Shaq's just hitting a bunch of big chops onto Cody in the corner. Uh, eventually, Jade tags herself in, and you know, Jade. Yeah, Cargill, she kind of reminds me a bit of Bianca Belair. Just, you know, not as good yet, but that athleticism, she's got that strength, the cockiness. Yeah. Man, anyways, uh, Cody, he knocks Shaq off the apron, and uh, when he's standing, or I think Austin Gunn shows up, hits him in the back with a steel chair. Uh, And the Nightmare family just jumped the barricade. uh, But Shaq just slams them all around. Uh, Red Velvet hits a big moonsault to the floor, and... At this point, Jade pulls out a table, sets it up, and then Red Velvet pulls out a second table, sets it up. So we got two tables on the floor now. Uh, and then Shaq, he's back in the ring. He hits a big power bomb with a little Brody Lee tribute thrown in. Hmm. Uh, but Cody kicks him in the head, and then he has his little Andre the Giant moment when he slams Shaq down with a scoop slam. That was a big moment. That was a big moment. Shaq's a big boy. Shaq's a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy. So Jade, Red Velvet, they're the legal participants. They're fighting in the ring. Meanwhile, Shaq's on the apron when Cody just comes running in, dives over the top ropes with a big crossbody splash, and they both fall down, breaking through the tables. So it was a pretty impressive bump for Shaq. Both tables. And Cody, like, clears the top rope on this uh, kind of crossbody. It's not a suicide dive. It's a no, crossbody. No, it was a over the top. <laughs> and Shaq catches him over top. I was like, wow, that's a, like, yeah, a suicide dive would have been like, up there. Yeah, suicide dive would have been like right in, crotch, right in Shaq's crotch. <laughs> that's probably but why. No, that's props probably why to Shaq. He took a blind bump just backwards. He just fell back through the tables, took it well. Uh you could see right away when they went down, Cody just was talking to Shaq, like, hey, you okay, buddy? Like, yeah, you could see that little, like, <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Just talking to him. Yeah. Thanks, Cody. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. That was good. Thanks, Cody. That was uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Shaq did a good job selling. He was just down the rest of the match. Cargill stunned. She turns around into a big spear from Red Velvet. Uh, but then Kevin Dunn was working the cameras. We missed the whole spear here <laughs> on this cutaway. Uh, but, anyways. Jade kicks out of that, uh, and soon after, she hits the Glam Slam to get her win for her and Shaq. So Shaq gets a big win here. The Glam Slam. Is that what we're calling that little face buster she had there? I mean, that's what Beth Phoenix called it. At the end? That's what Beth... Oh, okay. Okay. She probably has a different name for it that's less glammy. Right. More uh, mean. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like you said, Jade is green, but you know, the, uh, the women pulled... They pulled the weight in this match. Yeah, they uh, yeah they did most for of the wrestling. For sure. Yeah, we got those few little Cody Shaq spots. Enough to get Shaq in there. I'm going through the tables. That's, you know, there's yeah, your... Uh, that was cool, though. That was a good highlight. TSN will play that. Of ESPN. course. YouTube's going to have it on their top thing or yeah. whatever. So, you know, this wasn't a disaster. No, I think it went about as well as it... Uh, or even better it than I expected. It went as well as I think we expected it to. Or, yeah, like, they no, didn't it overdo better. it. It went better than that. Yeah, it went better. You know, the big table bump, (laughs) the power bomb looked pretty good. Uh, And he he did a good job selling at the end. He was down there for the whole time. Like, even after the win, they loaded him up into an ambulance. Yeah. Um, Although it was weird, because then Tony Schiavone goes to interview him, and then he opens the ambulance door, and he's gone. He's gone. He's a magician. 
Interesting. <laughs> it's uh, Kazam or Shazam all over again. <laughs> he Shazammed himself. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was a little bit odd, but hey, you know. But uh, either way, ahead. though, Shaq is one and zero in AEW. Amen. And these are these records are officially recorded. He's there. I mean, what? Yeah, a couple more, and he cracked the top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we get some tag action here: Ray Phoenix and Pac taking on D three and John Skyler. Who I don't know much. I mean, I think I remember John Skyler, but D three, I don't know. I don't think I remember either of these people. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Where's uh, is Penta hurt? Uh, he has been hurt. And I remember, like um, it was like a little while ago they did some angle where they attacked him backstage. I they just like beat him up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and Jake the Snake and Lance Archer. Yeah, and then apparently I learned that wasn't even Penta. It was just like some guy in a Penta costume. Because oh. he wasn't there, and they just beat him up to get Odd. to buy some more time. Okay. Uh, but he's booked for that ladder match at Revolution, so. All right, let's see if it happens. Uh, but anyways, this tag match here is just a quick quick flurry, fast offense, Phoenix Pack, get the dominant win. Pack. Love seeing Pack. Now he's back. The bastard Pack. Yeah. Uh, then the inner circle come out, so uh, Chris Jericho and MJF can address their tag title match coming up this Sunday, and... Uh, you know we've had this we've had this kind of town hall set up before the podium the people asking the questions uh so jericho says it's been a year since he lost his title and he wants another championship he's a seven-time tag champ with the likes of dwayne johnson and paul white so uh, i i would like to notice note though before we get too much into it and i don't know if this plays into anything uh jake hager was not there hmm Wardlow was standing behind Chris Jericho. Yeah. And Santana Ortiz were standing behind MJF. I don't know. That was, I, I did kind of notice this thing right off the bat. Last time we saw one of those press conferences, I think, was uh, MJF Moxley or Jericho Moxley. So, you know, like people are standing on the sides that they represent. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm, just saying. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Okay. No, I like it. I like it. Uh, it's the details. The it's the details. Subtle details. I mean, hey, also a Dwayne Johnson name drop. Hey, could that mean something? Well, hey, it's the, it's you know one of NBC's most popular uh, primetime television shows right now. So, what, Young Rock, Young Rock, baby. Called? You know, Young <laughs> Rock last week did better than SmackDown, Raw, and NXT put together. Yeah, probably. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Notice that. Uh, peacock, get the peacock. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, Jericho brings up those legends and says none of them are better than MJF, so we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna beat up the young bucks just like we did to their stupid father, Papa Buck. Uh, and then we get some some guest people to ask some questions, like Comrade Thompson, who shows up and he asks if Sammy Guevara is gonna be let back in the inner circle, and MJF calls him Turkey Tits. <laughs> Jericho says, "I never want to hear that name again, Fathead. Get out of here." And then uh, for the second time, Eric Bischoff shows up. I think he was at the last town hall. Yeah, he was. He was the moderator <laughs> in the Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho uh, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so him and Jericho, they're always tangled. Uh, so Jericho yells at him. The Young Bucks come out. They put over Papa Buck and say without him, there would, you know, without him, there would be no Bucks and probably no AEW. So... They get all fired up and super kick crazy and start hitting people all around. And, mm -hmm. But then the inner circle starts outnumbering them until referees come out. And then the good brothers come out to help them, to help with the bucks. They bring out some tables. 
So Matt and Nick, they both hit these big dives, like off the stage and off the entrance ramp, crashing through Santana Ortiz. Went through two tables on this one. Yeah, double oh, tables. Boy, oh boy, matches up, matches coming up on Sunday. Yeah, uh, but in the meantime, FTR and Tully Blanchard getting in the action here, taking on Jurassic Express in a six-man tag match. And they came out wearing the old NWA belts, the old uh, like tag and US belt, I think. Mm. Yeah, they they well, they had that highlighted on the uh, on the little ticker under there. Yeah. Uh, so Tully getting right in the mix though. He's fighting. He's getting doing bumps, taking moves. Uh, JJ Dillon was there at ringside, who slips a shoe in at some point to use as a, as a weapon. But uh, yeah, eventually I think uh, or Tully his biggest moment he hits a slingshot suplex on Marco. And Marco stunned. That was the uh, that was the biggest that was the biggest spot of the match. Yeah, the big ovation from the crowd that was there. They popped for that. <laughs> so that was fun. But uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, they gain control. Uh, Jungle Boy goes for a suicide dive when this member of the AEW crew just jumps in the way and messes him up. See, this uh, is why you always properly interview. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a klutz. This guy, uh, you know, he's just running out into the middle. You know, come on. He could be drunk for all we know. Yeah. Uh, or not. Because shortly after, the same dude, he nails Jungle Boy in the head with a foreign object. Uh, maybe a camera or something. But this allows FTR and Tully to hit the triple team spike pile driver. And Tully is the one who pins Luchasaurus to win the match for his team. And then the masked helper reveals himself to be Sean Spears. Yes. He's here. Yes. yes. And it, blonde. <laughs> <laughs> and blonde uh i like it yeah sean spears him and tully have some history but you know combine their power with ftr then we really got something going because yeah when ftr came in sean spears kind of got the uh remember when every match would be sean spears and tully like sitting in the crowd like you know kind of yeah. looking over like they're studying what's happening as soon as ftr came into the fold he got pushed off to the side there's no reason he still can't be there yeah they even did a, I think at the very end, Arn Anderson came out and held up the little four horsemen sign. I know he did. God. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean like the guys in the ring are the four horsemen? Like Tully, FTR, and No, I think Spears? he was looking at, he was looking at Dylan. He's looking at Tully. Oh, Dylan. But and where's kind of, Ollie? Well, and where's, where's <laughs> Ric Flair? And yeah, I think I that's really what's holding them back now. Ric Flair's the only one that I don't think would... Would uh, yeah, not while Charlotte's. What's it called? What's it called when you're on strike and but like you cross like cross the floor? Picket line. Yeah, uh, there's like a certain word I'm looking for. Yeah, crossing the floor. Rick Flair's, I think. Yeah, crossing the floor, like Belinda Stronic. (laughs) I think. uh, (laughs) I think Rick Flair's the only one that's not going to do that. Yeah, I know, and he's going to be the well. Not while Charlotte's working for them. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean... If well, Charlotte went to AEW, then Ric Flair. Oh, well, Charlotte went to AEW. It's fucking game over for everything. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so that was a fun little segment there. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a fun little match. Good to see uh, Sean Spears back. And uh, hey, I mean, you know, it's tag action. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, then Tony Schiavone comes out, talks a bit about AEW Dark Elevation this new show we still don't know all the details about it do we 
I no, but it's on Monday nights, and uh, Paul White is the, doing commentary. <laughs> that's, that's about all I know. Well, let's bring him on out here. We bring out our latest AEW signing, Paul White. It's the Paul White. Whoa, yeah, he big, comes out. Big Paul White. <laughs> well, he's got this shirt on that says "No more BS." So, ha, big show, get it? Oh, I, get I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. No more BS. Ah, but then right after, uh, it was funny. Right as he's wearing the shirt, they cut to a sign, uh, a fan with a sign that says, Welcome to the big show, Paul White. Ah, that was a good one. So they said big show right yeah, there. They said it right there, but I guess, yeah. you know, we can sneak under it. I got it. It was a good reference. But uh, anyways, Paul cuts a quick promo and says he's happy to be here. And, you know, you've known him a long time. And crowd gives him a nice warm welcome. But Paul, he's got a big scoop for us. Because this Sunday at Evolution, that was where we got the famous botch, of course. Ev- and this was tough. Evolution, Revolution, Elevation, they're all too, they're all, it's all too yeah. much. Uh, but anyways, the hot scoop, this Sunday <laughs> at the pay-per-view, AEW will hire a Hall of Fame-worthy talent that is going to be a huge surprise and a huge asset to AEW. God, now this was huge. Ooh. I who I, I what could that be? As soon as I heard That's him say I this, did. I start like racking my brain of like who's who's not employed right now. You know, like who I the mean, fuck? That's a big hype. That's a big hype that they have to deliver on. I mean, it can't just be Big Show come out and be like, "It's me, Paul White." <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't signed yet. I didn't sign until now. <laughs> until right now. Okay, I'm here. It's the beach. <laughs> but no, he does say, he says, it's not who you think this Sunday you'll find out. God, I have no idea who's a fucking free agent right now. The wheels are turning. Wow, I've heard some <laughs> hot, crazy rumors out there. I mean, one of the biggest ones being uh, Brock Lesnar. That would be insane. That would be the craziest. That would uh, change That would change professional wrestling right there. <laughs> that would. If, uh, even if it's for like one match or two matches, yeah, that would be the yeah. biggest fucking thing to happen since. Because allegedly, right now he's not signed by WWE. He's I d- free. Yeah, he's a he's he's just hunting turkeys up there in Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not doing anything much right now. Winners in Saskatchewan are not nice. And then of course there's always there's always going to be the CM Punk wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he ever comes back or Whether not. Whether he ever, yeah, oh, yeah. Any single time that there's a, like, a battle royal, like one of their casino matches <laughs> where there's like a question mark for their last, CM Punk will always be like one of the top possibilities at all times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a Dwayne Johnson reference earlier in the show. Could you imagine that? Oh, I don't think, no. <laughs> the, I th- Rock. The, Rock, the Rock is not crossing that picket line <laughs> Woo! at this point. But then again, uh, it would I be the biggest so. thing ever to happen. Yeah. It would be the I mean, they thing. hyped it up. I'm hyped. I'm getting hyped for it. So I hope they do. So are we going to find out who it is just on on Sunday? Selena Vega? So Zelina Vega, it, that would be Hall of Fame worthy. Her 90 days are up, I think. She well, should. if Brock Lesnar, I mean, comes, she's not Hall of Fame worthy yet, but. And it's going to be, and she, I don't think she would be in that ladder match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, uh, well, very excited to Mike, and also, um, I did look a little bit further back, and the uh, so it was January 4th on the Monday Night Raw Legends Night. That was the last time we saw the big show, Mr. Paul White. Um, you know, and then just today is the two fourth of uh, March. 
Meaning yeah. that it was 48 days between, <laughs> sorry, 58 days, my mistake, between his uh, WWE appearance and his AEW appearance. That and Now, I haven't been doing math for anybody else, but that might be the least amount of time to go from one company to the other. Yeah, that certainly. In, yeah. This, in this modern era, uh, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, if, they, if we weren't already hyped enough for the Sunday show, that's just one more cherry on top. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Can't wait. Kurt Angle, that's another name I've heard, but I don't think that'd be as no. I, uh, and Kurt Angle in a ladder match? Well, I don't know. Did they say that this person's gonna be in the ladder I match? I thought or they, they did. I thought they did, but maybe I thought that I was mean, the there TBA. Are, there are TBAs, yeah. So I don't know. It could be both. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, here was the quote. Uh, he had a big scoop that AEW would sign a hall of quote Hall of Fame worthy talent that is a huge surprise and a huge asset. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're right. Not maybe not necessarily, but there is still a TBA on that. Yeah, there's TBA. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is we'll so get. hard to tell. This is oh, I can't. I wait. don't know, I but the excitement's there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but let's move along here, because we got something else we've been excited about. This whole women's eliminator tournament thing that's been going on and been going pretty well so far. And uh, we've all come, we've come down to this. We're at the finals. We've got the winner of the U.S. bracket, Nyla Rose, taking on the winner of the Japan bracket, Ryo Mizunami. Uh, winner gets a title shot. So let's just do this. You know where. On the dynamite side of things, we're pretty familiar with Nyla right now, but uh, this Rio, I like her a lot. She's got good charisma. She's, uh, you know, she seems a bit older, but you know, she's got that size disadvantage. So, telling that story of trying to conquer Nyla and Vicky Guerrero at ringside, taking cheap shots and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, this was a nice match. I liked it. Yeah, then this was before the women's match time slot also. So right there, we knew that was a plus. And I feel like this <laughs> match actually went on for a long uh, period of time. Fucking leg drops off the apron. One of those like little yeah, guillotine, a couple guillotine. guillotines. <laughs> um, yeah, those are some nice moves. Yeah. Uh, big Death Valley driver from Nyla. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of back and forth. This is probably one of Nyla's better matches as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this Mizunami, I like her. She won't go down. She's got that fiery babyface comeback. Uh, she hits a big spear and then a big leg drop off the top rope. And that gets her the three count. So huge victory for Mizunami here. And she will face Hukaru Shida for that woman's title on Sunday. And will she win it? We don't know. This was the right decision, you know, if you make to make, if you want to book somebody, you know, different in a matchup we haven't seen before. But the entire tournament, it's tough to see that. I mean, if, you know, if Hukaru Shida wins the belt this weekend, it almost feels like the tournament was for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so if that is the case, who knows? It could be the case though. Ryo Mizunami, she could be the one uh, to maybe try something new here in the NXT Women's Division. Yeah, I'd let her. I'd let her have a little run here, win the belt, especially hopefully. You know, I guess she'd have to stay over in the America for a while then. Yeah. Why the heck not? But uh, yeah, good match. I like this. Uh, the whole tournament was a success. Um, they even had a little trophy for her at the end, which Okara Shida presented. 
And then she shakes her hand and then sucker punches her and asks, she asks her to hit her back. So they just exchange blows and smack, stare smack, down. smack. And yeah, and hopefully it is, you know, I mean, with, when you have a tournament, you build it up so much. I'm just worried that it's going to be a 12-minute match as we cool off from something super hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pay-per-view. They can go as long as they want. If they so want, we'll yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah, either way. Uh, we got some great woman matches on Dynamite out of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to have a few more maybe on TV instead of YouTube, but it was all good. What you going to do? What you going to do, brother? Tony Schiavone brings out Sting to cut one last promo to hype up this street fight against Team Taz. Uh, but then Ricky Starks comes out, smacks Sting in the face, but Stinger just beats him all around right out of his shoes uh, and then locks in the Scorpion Deathlock. So the rest of Team Taz has to come out to help Starks. And Brian Cage is ready to powerbomb Sting again when Darby comes out, makes a save. So him and Sting just clean house, stand tall one last time. One last time, thank God. Because, I mean, we've got, it's the same promo we've had uh, for a month now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to just get to the match. Thank Christ! I can't. I I can't wait to be finish the match and then have something new. Uh, even uh, yeah, this, this kind of overstated its welcome, but yeah, like fun. the TNT title has been forgotten about because of this. Almost forgotten about. Feels like, like it's been forgotten about. Yeah, but speaking of that TNT title match, we got a qualifier Ooh. for that face of revolution ladder match. So. Uh, 10 Preston Vance take it on Max Caster of the acclaimed. Uh, yeah, nice, nice match here. Back and forth. Uh, Jack Evans comes out of nowhere and nails 10 in the head with a boombox and then hides under the ring. Caster takes advantage, covers 10 to get the three count, earn a spot in the ladder match. So that's big for him, but, uh, it turns out afterwards Matt Hardy had handed Caster an envelope of $4,200. To pay him just to screw ten over, yeah. This, he just hates a dark order. So yeah, this one was a bummer for me. Preston Vance has been the dark order does all their tag stuff, and Preston Vance has been getting non-tag opportunities. And it's funny mm-hmm. to see him lose against a guy like Caster, who has, I guess, we've seen more of, but who we've only seen as that tag competitor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like I like this Preston Vance guy. So I think I would have liked to see him in the uh, in this ladder match. But uh, what you gonna do? Yeah. No, I think ten. Yeah, as a singles guy, has more behind him. More but, a uh, little potential. He seems like the only Dark Order. He's the only Dark Order singles guy. It would have been nice to have a a Dark Order representation in that ladder match. Yeah. My only guess is maybe Max Caster can do a bunch of high flying. That's shit what that I was going to say. Is that he yeah. looks like he can do more flippity flops uh, <laughs> yeah. than than the other guy. But you know, there's still TBAs, so maybe Dark Order can get in. Yeah, there is still a TBA. <laughs> uh, but let's go to the main event: uh, Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn fighting against John Silver and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, yeah, they just tried out isolate silver for a while and tell hangman gets the hot tag and he starts unloading on quen and dares hardy to get in the ring with him but he doesn't want to uh until later when page is already down so but eventually he fights back page and silver hit a big combo ending with uh german suplex into the buckshot lariat and that gets them the win 
but right after Hardy's a sore loser and just pounds him in the head with a microphone. And so Dark Order runs out to attack Hardy, but then all the other tag teams from the Battle Royal just come spilling out, and we get a big brawl to end the show. Which kind of a weird way to end the show, I thought. As soon as they all came out, I started thinking to myself, oh my god, that's how many people are going to be in the ring at, one, at, <laughs> at once. Potentially, potentially. I think it is a... Yeah, it's the casino kind of rules or whatever, but yeah, that's uh, and that's yeah, that's how we fade to black on the show's ends. Yeah, they did uh, at some point during the show. They played a nice hype video for Moxley versus Omega. Somewhere in the middle there, yeah, we didn't get a live uh, Kenny Omega yeah, or nothing... Don Callis. Yeah, that was a little surprising. I but... guess when it yeah, it's it's total. They're not exposing us to anything that could be close to. You know, it's like that Vince thing of don't have them touch each other before before the yeah. match happens, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. But uh, imagine I don't know. I just, I just thought this ending for Dynamite was kind of weird for a big pay-per-view to end it with, like, the least important match, the Tag Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, I guess it was kind of like two things. It was the Tag Royal and then uh, the money, the big money match. Oh, yeah, the money it match. It kind of was like match. both things. But all of them, they feel like the... Like, not even, like, the fourth most important match on the card. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. Just, a little anyway, bizarre. it doesn't matter. The whole show is going to be great. Who the heck knows? Let's just get right into that show then, shall we? Because this Sunday, live from Daly's Place, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars, meow, we have AEW uh, Bracket R and Bracket <laughs> Evolution. <laughs> well, funnily enough, that actually was the name of a NXT TakeOver R-Evolution. Oh, really? Yeah, how, so get even deeper. Was it rest. pronounced like revolution or? I think it was our evolution. Or something. Oh, like it's meant to say like a, like a. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Like it's I mean, our... I still don't know what NXT. I still don't know what NXT means. <laughs> I think it's next. <laughs> yeah, but why? <laughs> and, where's the and e? Where's, where's the, the e? e? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, neither do I. But let's get right into that pay per view because we're um yeah. I mean, it seems like, like another hot AEW pay per view where everything on the it's everything be... on the card seems important enough. Well, it's gonna be a big show. They're uh you know during this whole COVID era, they they've taken the mantle of four hour shows, five hour shows. Why not? Let somebody else do it. For a change. Oh, I mean, when you only do it every three or four months, it's not that big a deal. We don't <laughs> yeah. get too many pay-per-views from them. So uh, we're having a pre-show match as well. Uh, I don't know. They, they didn't really talk about this, but Riho and Thunder Rosa are teaming up to take against Britt Baker and Rebel. Which, you know, after Riho's great showing a few weeks ago, I'm looking forward to seeing some more. Yeah, this just seems like what would be a good tag. Britt Baker, Reba. Yeah, it's a pretty show. They're the little, they're the combo, so why the hell not? It means that Riho is here, though. Yeah, she's here, hopefully to stay. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was looking really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, speaking of tag match, we do have that casino tag team royale for a future AEW World Tag Title shot. So, we've got all four members, or two, four members of the Dark Order in there, two separate teams. And then you got Inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz, Butcher Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle. All the big teams are in there, plus some TBAs. So anything, anyone can win. Yeah, and I guess a future <laughs> tag team championship uh, opportunity. Who knows yeah. where we could go on this? Because that's I hate sometimes when it's like, you know, something like this could just be a little match on a dynamite where you lose. 
You know, mm-hmm. any, anytime there's a tournament for a future championship, I'm like, ah, you could just lose it. Then what was it all for? <laughs> uh, but like we saw with that women's uh, tag championship tournament, uh, it seemed like it was booked pretty well. Let's give this one to the inner circle. Uh, Santana Ortiz. That's cool. Oh yeah, sorry. Say that. That yeah, Santana Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, I'd give it to them. They look like a good option. Uh, if not them, then maybe one of the Dark Order teams. But Death Triangle. Yeah. See, who can we get a badass match out of the? Or who can give a badass match with the Young Bucks? Yeah, but uh, like you said, just seeing the ring filled with that many when that many men at once. A lot of beef. That's like thirty guys at once or something. We'll see. Um, then another match that just kind of got added on the last second there. I think Miro just caught a quick promo backstage. Because Miro and Kip Sabian are taking on Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. This will uh, be a little, a little cool-off match. God, the whole Miro thing really cooled off. Yeah, this would be the one match I'd say you could probably cut from the show if you had to. Uh, yeah. But if you need a cool-off, you know, if you need a match right before that barbed wire death match, this is the one. <laughs> and it still makes me wonder, you know, I mean, we brought Miro in. Uh, there's an injury to Trent, but, like, and I've never booked a wrestling show in my life, but how do they not know when something's gone on too long? I don't know. Yeah, normally Tony Khan's pretty good at adjusting on the fly. It would be and- just like, take them out if you don't want it, or... Yeah. Like, remember how... Remember how quickly they got rid of Brandy Rhodes' faction when everyone was like, this isn't that good. Oh, right. What was that called? <laughs> the Nightmare something. <laughs> the Nightmare something. <laughs> yeah. The sisters. I don't know. Uh, that poor girl shaved her head for no reason. Oh, my God. What was her name? Mel. Mel. Yeah. She wasn't even in the tournament. Oh, poor girl. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on here because we do have that that money match we talked about. Uh, Adam Page taking on Matt Hardy, and the winner receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings. Uh, Will they disclose the amount? Who knows? Well, remember when uh, Adam Page flipped the contracts on him? Yeah. Does that mean there could be like a secret stip? Like this is what Matt Hardy thinks the stip is. I think they already settled that. Oh, we already established? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forget. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a super stip. Nightmare Collective. <laughs> collective, that's what it was. That stupid thing. Uh, <laughs> um, then we got the Young Bucks taking on Chris Jericho and MJF for the tag titles. And this one could go either way. I don't know. I'd be happy with either. I'd be happy with Jericho and MJF winning. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I, I see Young Bucks holding on to this still. Really? Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, you know, that being said, though, Chris Jericho and MJF as the tag champions could be the rest of the, you know, the spark we need, you know, or the flame we need to break up the inner circle completely. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, ima- imagine if, uh, imagine if, you know, Santana <clears throat> Ortiz win earlier on in the night, then Chris Jericho and MJF win here. Next yeah. thing you know, we have an inner circle kind of breakup. And that could be, that could be pretty fun. Mm hmm. Uh, Papa Buck might show up at some point. Who knows? Oh, yeah. He could kind of have that Miz's dad <laughs> role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we're going to get Team Taz. Brian Cage, Ricky Starks taking on Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Uh, so this uh, this could be anything, really. Parking lot, stands, weapons. They can go anywhere. Yeah, I'm thinking it won't be pre-recorded though. 
don't know. Yeah, now that Sting's taking bumps and stuff. I now think that he's taken like a, a bump, yeah, um, <laughs> it could it could be yeah one of those things like in the parking lot, like we saw with the parking lot brawl. Yeah, um, probably not quite as wild. Yeah, probably not quite as wild. But either way, um, Darby Allen Sting, you guys get the win. And then please, Darby, start like fucking leave Team Taz alone. Yeah, or Team Taz, off. leave Darby alone. Yeah, just leave each other alone. Let's get back to some TNT title action. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the TNT title, we got the face of the Revolution ladder match for a future TNT title opportunity. Uh, with the likes of Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta L Zero, Lance Archer, Max Caster, who really does stand out there, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> and TBA. Who knows? There could be three more TBAs. Right? Uh, I'm no. I'm gonna say just one more TBA. Six. I think six <laughs> dudes in a ladder match is probably like the most you can do. Uh, before. Uh, I mean, well, I, mean I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But of course, no, you I could know, put 13 guys <laughs> in a match. <laughs> But yeah, the TBA, uh, whether this is the big, big show, Paul White spot, <laughs> sorry, uh, the Paul White promise, whether that's this surprise or if we get two surprises in one night, who knows? But uh, either way, the it's PWP. a ladder match. The PWP. Yeah. It's a ladder match. It's going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, banger. Even just looking at the people in Penta is going to, you know what he can do. You know what yeah. Scorpio Sky can do. You know what Cody Rhodes. You know what Lance Archer can do. And we know what TBA can do. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is just going to be one of those banger matches. Maybe even kick off the show. Maybe. Yeah. I think uh, looking at the list right now, I think I'd let Penta win this thing. Let him have a nice title shot. Are we hanging uh, a briefcase up there? What do we think we're hanging? Uh, well, it's not a poker chip because yeah. it's not double or nothing. What's, uh, yeah. what's the revolution shtick? Maybe like an orb? Like a sciency looking orb. <laughs> a clock. <laughs> a clock. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We gotta hang something up there. Yeah. It'll be a great match either way. Mm -hmm. Uh then we got the women's championship. Hikaru Shida, Rio, Mizunami. Uh we already hyped this up. Great tournament. Yeah. Uh should be should be a great match, hopefully. Hopefully. Really don't uh, know who knows where I really don't know where they're gonna go with this one. Yeah. I feel like it's been so long since we even saw Shida fight, so yeah, I'm just I just want a good clean match. Yeah, that's all I want. No shenanigans, please. Uh, and then I guess what we can all assume is the main event of the evening. Most definitely the AEW World Heavyweight Championship exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley, and what I have very high expectations. Just in the innovation, the bloodshed. I think they're gonna go go all out. The explosions. Uh. Yeah, I think they're going to give it their all. We're going to get like a 30-minute crazy match. Potential five stars. I, I hope it's events. at least 30 minutes. You know what? Yeah, Moxley <laughs> needs that five-star match because he doesn't have one. Yeah. He needs the five-star match, and if anybody's going to give it to him, of course it's going to be Kenny Omega. You know, if someone's going to be there while it happens. Uh, yeah, we're all excited for how how ridiculous and bloody and innovative and brand new this whole kind of thing will be there's not a professional wrestling fan on the planet who's not looking forward to this yeah gonna be a great match and great pay-per-view overall every match has the potential to be a damn good one amen it does that was revolution and that was the entire podcast 
That was it. God, we're just that's yeah. This this show was a little bit of a marathon. So let's bring ourselves to the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler. Mike, who do you got? Got, got, got. Well, yeah, going in before this week happened, I was thinking maybe uh, Dakota Raquel got a good chance if they had the big win there. But it didn't end quite the way we wanted it to with the screw, screw job. Uh, but there was another person who got a huge win this week, uh, the biggest of their career. I'm talking about new ch- WWE champion Bobby Lashley, wrestler of the week. Well deserved. Yeah. You fight your entire career for something, and then eventually you get it, and uh, wow, it was great to see. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I mean, um, there were so many so many possibilities. Would have been great, you know, had, had that women's tag match gone the other way, who the heck knows how mm-hmm. things would have unfolded. But, Mike, i got to be right there with you again, Bobby Lashley, the wrestler of the week. Uh, you know, you're the new fucking champion. Like, that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. And now uh, Monday Night Raw, two two WWE title changes in the span of like three months. That's big. That is big. The this WWE Championship, and we already gave our RIPs to Drew McIntyre last week. Um, <laughs> if that is in fact the end, but if not, uh, it'll be great to see what happens here on the main event scene. Yeah, I mean they can easily go to Drew and Lashley again if they want. Yeah, for WrestleMania, or they could do a triple threat with the Miz. Who knows? Uh, but we're on the fast track to the fast lane. Oh, so. <laughs> baby, we're in the left-hand lane. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, rate, review, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. We'll be back next week with Revolution highlights and, of course, our normal wrestling week as we uh, carry down the road. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it, folks. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Shoot.